Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today, I have not one, but two very special guests. <laughs> very. 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 <laughs> I've got my brother and sister in the studio. It's Georgina and Mario Falcone. We made it. We made it. <laughs> Took years. Yeah, We're on series like 500, but we finally made it. <laughs> Finally made it. Here we go. <laughs> I honestly don't know what's going to happen over the next hour, but Either I'm looking way. forward to it. Can't wait. Good. Here we go. Good. Okay. <laughs> How are you both? Good. Well, this is going to be a long hour if you're going to give me one word answers. I'm very good. I'm very good. Okay. Very, yeah. very good. good. All right. I'm Happy here with you two. What more could I want? Oh, Isn't that sweet? Starting off nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact, though, that, you know, for us to spend any time together with, that we can actually talk in and not have the kids around, it's got to be work-related now. It has. Either we're yep. making a TV show or we're in a studio. This is true. Yeah. Or they're in bed. Oh, that's true. We can get together. But then can still come downstairs. So. I mean, yeah. we're better off in like a yeah a studio with a door that's completely shut. Yeah, People can't I, get to I, us. I was more for Italy with limoncello and stuff. But <laughs> it's uh, it's eleven a.m. Yeah, so. It was a limoncello. Oh. This one made it way more fun. It's, it's twelve o'clock in Italy. <laughs> true, it's very true. <laughs> well, now we're actually a couple of episodes of Giovanna Fletcher Made in Italy out on ITVB. How are you feeling seeing it back? I love it. Makes me really miss it, though. Doesn't really miss it. And you two are actually quite funny, you know. And we've been edited well. Yeah, in, really in the well. we appreciate it. Really back, well. Like, I literally sat there thinking, oh, my God, you two are actually all right. I've got you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when you're in the moment, you're like, where's my joke? Where's my joke? Where's yeah. my I said one. I said one. I didn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> you take after us, didn't Mario? Like Pete Dillon. <laughs> and you take after Nan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's talk about our childhood. It's a shared childhood experience. It is. Straight in. Straight yeah. in. We're going in. How was our childhood, guys? Well, Happy? I think actually it's very evident our childhood was actually really good because yeah. of the way we are together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with our children. And with our children, yeah. So obviously growing up, I think you've got loads of outside people at school and stuff and those relationships can be problematic at times. Mm. For me, my childhood was you two. 
you know, whatever we were doing, whether we were making up a radio show on our little Fisher Price recorder, yeah. or you know, going outside in Mum's Hills, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> still do, still do. They're, they're a little bit small now, but they still did the trick. <laughs> no, you are a part of that. You're heavily that my childhood is you. Yeah, it's true. I can remember loads of us playing yeah. when we were younger. So I've yeah. got loads yeah. of memories. Yeah, yeah. Us dancing in the window. Yeah. Doing those little silhouettes in the neighbour over the road that we fancied. Wasn't the guy lives across the road like a six-year-old doctor? Where the floats your boat? This was like pre-12. Yeah, but this is in Barkingside, wasn't it? Yeah. I'd have been way too young. Yeah, you were too young. I can't remember that. I can can remember Ingatestone more. Yeah. Yeah. Were you six when we moved to Ingatestone? I was 11. Six. Six, yeah. I was talking to Dad about how much he moved within the first, like, whilst we were kids. Yeah, yeah. like Because we were all born in separate places, like different places. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of moving with little ones. Yeah. Yeah, I can God, do God, moving's it. annoying as well. Have you well, moved, moved since having Parker? Parker? Well, no, Becky was pregnant when we moved. Okay. She was five months pregnant. That was still a headache. And have you moved once? I moved, yeah, kids? when I was pregnant with Dylan. Yeah. Eight months pregnant. They moved so much. <laughs> <laughs> you would be. <laughs> Well, we're going to move again with Becky's eight and a half months pregnant. Yeah, moving stressful. Yeah, but I wonder if that moving is kind of why we were so sort of cemented together. Yeah, I don't well. remember all the houses though. I remember us living above the calf. Yeah, in Town. See, I don't remember that. I do because someone, probably Uncle Anselm, played the Poltergeist film one night and uh, definitely took it in and on a level that I shouldn't have taken it in, thought things were going to come out of TVs for uh, many years. And I can remember being downstairs in the calf and having to run past the lounge every time I went past it just in case something was going to come out the TV and get me. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a vivid memory. <laughs> uh-huh. You OK? <laughs> <laughs> I now just can't be in lounges. It's now just I'm thinking about it again now. We've just become new viewers. We've been on five minutes. <laughs> How you doing? It's that podcast. How you doing? Yeah. You OK? Do you want to cry about it? Yeah, traumatised films from childhood. Are you OK? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh so our childhood though and our relationship with mum and dad did it make you look ahead to you as parents and what that would be like and you know how you'd be as a dad and as a mum did you always think it was going to be a part of your future because Georgie growing up you were very much footloose fancy free oh yeah party animal well you were I was, yeah, a, lot, I was I, a lot more civilised oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I think yeah. I always knew I wanted to settle down have kids yeah but it didn't happen when I thought it would happen so then I kind of slept, forgot about it for ages. I can remember I, I, your I, I 29th said, birthday. <laughs> no, I was 20, 20. It was your 29th because the year later you Good were memory. <laughs> and Georgie being like, so first of all, she was meant to come meet us for dinner. Oh, God. And we were going to Lamita, remember? Yeah. And Georgie texted us like when we were meant to be going and said, oh, I'm going to stay for work for a drink. So let's push it back later. I was like, great. And then we pushed the table back, I think, to <laughs> half nine eventually because it just kept getting pushed back. Georgie turns up just eats our scraps from our plate. <laughs> Absolutely wasted. Absolutely wasted. And then just starts crying. Going, if I had £4,000, I'd just go and travel right now because, you know, what, what's going on in life? If I had £6,000... <laughs> <laughs> but, if, you know, and I think we all have in our heads that we have to be meet a person by this age, get married by this yeah, age. Exactly. Like, I had 26 in my head because you had said that when yeah. we were kids. <clears throat> yeah. But then now I look back, I travelled... I did yeah. loads of other stuff because of that. Yeah. And I think I'm actually a better parent because of, of you know... Yeah, you I don't feel like you've missed out. No, exactly. No, you're ready. Yeah. So I met with Liam when I was literally just about to turn 30. Mm-hmm. Had somewhere at 33. Dylan at... 30... Something. <laughs> 30 something. <laughs> 30 something. You covered it. 37, 36. 36, you're just about to turn 37. Yeah. And I think I'm a better parent because of that. I feel like now I wish I'd told my younger self, stop stressing... Yeah. Enjoy life, travel, and then it will just happen. Because it did. Yeah. Now I'm knackered. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm hungover, because I've got two kids. Yeah. Well, obviously, I had much more of a calmer upbringing than George. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I wasn't out a lot. (laughs) Yeah, just I wasn't out a lot, gallivanting and womanising. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all, no, just at home. Yeah, having two older sisters really did help you in in your approach to dating and everything. You really did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what were you doing? 
Which All those times that we cried over boys. Yeah. You know. I was with the boys. And you were, <laughs> and you were so protective as well. No, yeah, you were no. really protective. Yeah, you were using my sisters. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Mm. They're not. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. different. It's a different time. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're but, older, we're wiser. Yeah. Exactly. But I'd say, actually, mum and dad and the way we were brought up prepared me to be a father. But I'd say more that my trial run and most of my knowledge on probably parenting that's more this day and age would come from used to because mm. obviously I was an uncle to well mainly Buzz and Buddy yeah. before because Max was so close to Parker and obviously yeah. then Summer Ray and Dylan followed Parker afterwards so I'd say actually the reason I'm the father that I am and I like to believe I'm a good father I do the best I can is more because of used to as opposed to just mum and dad mm. oh. yeah you have a bus first definitely <laughs> tell me what I need to do yeah, yeah it's a trial run. Like, I don't think it's a trial run. And then, <laughs> get it wrong, but like, well, there you go. <laughs> Buddy was like seven months older than Summer Rae. Mm-hmm. Then not only did I get all the hand-me-downs, but yeah. also all your trial and errors. Yeah. I learnt from. You live with us in Summer Rae. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, yeah. You literally mothered Summer Rae with me. I had a C-section, living with you. Your laugh like, after was, your C-section was the best. I was like, oh, 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 but all she did when she was like heavily pregnant and then when someone arrived was watch Impractical oh, Jokers yeah. on repeat. So she was watching something that made her laugh even though she couldn't laugh. <laughs> but it was great having you because you were literally like, you need to feed someone now because I literally had no idea what was going on because I was on loads of painkillers. So I was like, oh, do I have someone? Strana, she's still asleep. Should I wake her up for a feed? You're like, no, no. You should wake up when she's hungry. I'm like, okay. But literally, it's oh God, I can you remember the health visitor coming to visit you as well. So horrible to me. Yeah. And then you sticking up for me. Mm. She'd be nasty. Wasn't she? And she was nasty. Because I was using nipple covers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I use nipple covers. <laughs> and he fed fine. And apparently, Summer Ray wasn't being fed enough. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was horrible, wasn't she? Yeah, she was mean. Mm. Yeah, she was. Do you think there is that? has gone quiet with a nipple cover chat. It's <laughs> <Shut> my back. <laughs> <laughs> embrace them, embrace them. Embrace the nipples and the nipple covers. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. I do think there's that thing when we see our friends and stuff having babies, you go over and you visit for an hour mm. and it's all lovely, you get to cuddle the baby. Whereas actually when it's a sibling that has a baby, you're there for longer. It's different because as an uncle, they're going to be part of your life forever yeah you're always going to be there for them mm. you're always going to be you know you're going to watch them grow up like you do your own children mm. so therefore you're a lot more invested than just a cuddle yeah you want to do the other things i love bathing buzz mm. that's how i learned to bath parker yeah all those sort of things you love doing because you love them different than just your friends obviously you love them and you care about them but yeah. they feel like they're your kids as well yeah yeah it's almost like when i had summer Ray, she was like my second child yeah <laughs> so i was a bit more chill about stuff yeah because I knew everything was fine with Buzz. But for you two starting on your own sort of parenthood journeys, Georgie, mm-hmm. I mean, you'd lived a nice, fruitful life before that. Yeah. You and Chickpea. Basically, <laughs> 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 sound like a slut. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not what That's not what I meant. Fruit. She's She's a fruit, fruit fool, Mario. not a fruit bowl. <laughs> Whoa! My wife's going to watch this. Listen to this. Uh, but it's a different pace. So making that decision, you know, now is the right time yeah. to have a child. Mm-hmm. Can you remember taking that leap and having that chat with Chickpea? I think we were both ready for kids. Yeah. So I knew it was gonna, things were going to change. But, I mean... The biggest change I didn't think about is that you're not on your own anymore. <laughs> so you never get any, like me time. Yeah. And I quite I realised that before I quite liked being on my own. Even when I moved in with Lee, it's really weird. I remember we first moved in together, he just followed me everywhere. <laughs> so I'm in the kitchen. He's like, right. I guess I imagine Chickpea doing that as well. <laughs> but I was like, oh my god, you're literally He was like, what, what are you doing here? I was like, just in the kitchen. Having a wee. <laughs> <laughs> well now I can't really like. that's for sure. <laughs> but it's really weird, like how but you don't need to think of this change. It's, you're never alone and you can't just pop out for five minutes. Yeah. So for me, what did you ask me? <laughs> I asked you about the step to deciding that you actually wanted oh, children. Oh, they were actually children. Yeah. I think I just knew I was going to turn 30. I wanted to be married Yeah. before I had kids. Yeah. Just because, blah, blah, please, Dad. And then 33 was my, I want to have kids by the time I'm 33. Yeah. So we knew that was going to happen and then it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. We were lucky we got pregnant quite quickly with Summer Rae. Yeah. 
Did, did you we? get pregnant quite quickly with Dylan? Yeah, it took a few months. We were quite well, okay, touch red. Yeah. Literally. I don't mind. Like <laughs> 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 yeah, like, oh, my God. <laughs> How did that take so long? I thought that literally was to the lucky bit. It's only when the touch was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we knew. So I was really prepared for it. Yeah. And I think I'd been waiting for it. So I was really excited because I had, you know, bars yeah. and buddy. So, yeah, for me... You're ready. ready. Yeah, but it is a game changer. It is. Mario, what about you and Becky? That was actually quite a struggle. I proposed to Becky and then we found a venue that we liked. It was two years away till we could get married. So we got back in the car after we'd seen the venue and it was very much an elephant in the room of, well, should we try and have a kid? And I was like, right now? Um, <laughs> and then Did we... you get excited about the sex element of having, like, trying for a baby? Absolutely not. It's the worst sex in the world. Yeah. But before you actually... It is the worst sex oh, in the world. In but your beforehand... head, you're like... I'm going to get laid a lot. <laughs> this is going to be great. She's going to be on me for once. But it, oh, it wasn't that. It was not that. And the thing is, we tried for like six months mm. and nothing happened. We were both getting really stressed. So we went to fertility clinic more just to see if there was anything wrong. I remember so, you telling me about the fertility clinic. It was madness. Oh, the, whole, the whole, the whole, the whole thing it, of yeah. it was mad. So it was a Tuesday. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a Tuesday. Becky drove. She drove me to... How are you going to word this? I mean, how am I allowed to word it? <laughs> However you like. To have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was like a treat. I'm in a relationship. We don't do, we don't do that that much anymore. I remember so, you telling me about the amount of things on offer as well. I went there thinking, you know, old school magazines, fine. Use your imagination. Use your imagination, mm. fine. It's been a while, so we'll just go. But literally, jazz hands. The woman took me into the room, and there was a TV, and there was a selection, and I thought, brunette woman. I was like, okay, don't, no, she's not cheating. Becky's yeah, brunette. I love you, my <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> didn't take long. <laughs> I swear to God, the woman didn't even take off her bra when I was done. So I came back out of, <laughs> I came back out of the room, and the woman was like, is everything all right? I was like... Yeah, dandy. And that was it. And they said everything was fine and you had to stop stressing and putting so much pressure on it. And that was what it became. It became this whole thing of every single time, every month came around, Becky, but I'm ovulating. Mm. And then I'm sure other guys will relate to the fact when you are told to ejaculate or you have to, it becomes actually quite a task <laughs> because all you're thinking about whilst you're, you know, pounding away, uh, is that... <laughs> I need to ejaculate, and I can't. So then all of a sudden, your mind's not on what you're doing. It's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. the complete opposite. And then all of a sudden, you feel like you're failing your partner because you can't perform. And as soon as you went to the thing, they just said, relax. I just said, we both just made the decision that if it happens, it happens. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that was in, like, January. And then in March, we were in Barbados, and that was when we found out that she was. And that was just literally from stopping trying and stopping putting so much yeah. pressure on very, each other. It's very hard, isn't it, when you hear... Don't stress mm. as something that will help you, you know, have a baby. So all you can do is stress. How can you not stress? Yeah. How do you tell yourself not to stress? Because then you're stressing about not stressing. Mm. I think as well, when you've got other people around you, whether it be your family or your friends that are easily falling pregnant, mm. that's another thing that then adds another layer of weight onto your shoulders that you feel that you're like the unlucky one. You're the one yeah. that, that can't. But it was weird. After we saw the doctor and he was like, everything's fine. Because then that whole time as well, you're thinking, oh, can I have kids? Mm. Is there something wrong with me? Then you think, is it going to affect my relationship? Because if I'm, I'm able to have kids, you still want to be me. So you all these things playing on your mind the yeah. whole time. So once you were told everything was fine, then it would just become more of an enjoyment thing. And then yeah. that was it. You know, it's going to happen at some point. And it did. Mm. So, Do you think talking about fertility is harder for men than women? Yeah, I think so. Because I feel like... Um, I feel like women have a lot of... There's a lot of places There's to go There's a lot go of go-tos. Yeah. Well, men, I don't feel there is. Like, when I spoke to my boys about it, obviously what I've just spoke about, cause a lot of them have been in the same situation where their wives or their partners are um, ovulating and it's go time. And yeah. they're like, yeah, it ain't go time. <laughs> it ain't go time. <laughs> like, they're sitting in the bath and crying. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Come back in. To me again. <laughs> You're finally taking longer than two minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. When you're not ovulating, it's easy. Yeah, but then, yeah. Yeah, but we've had that conversation with like my friends and we all related to it. It was all quite funny. But I feel like, as we know, when it comes to anything about men, men mm. just do generally struggle to speak 
openly, whether it be to their friends or to anybody. So, well, because even what you've just said, like you can talk about the clinic stuff with loads of banter and make it really, really funny, mm. but yeah. actually how you're feeling and how that, what the actual emotional oh, yeah, impact 100%. is. Yeah, exactly. But then I feel like it's yeah. different for me to, I can sit here and have the funny side of it and talk about the emotional side because I have Parker. Yeah. For me, fundamentally, mm. I, I ended up having the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Whereas I understand that a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. So, I understand how hard that is, that process is, and it isn't just a short thing either. Like, even now with the baby that's coming. We need a baby in it. I thought we were going to write surprises now. Oh, yeah. You oh, what? This is brand new information. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, this baby that's coming. Sorry, George, I'm going to have to speak. We had IVF. And that was a really, really, actually, I had this thing in my head when we were trying the baby too, because with this added pressure of, we felt like we were letting Parker down, that he was so ready for a sibling when he's around his cousins and he's yeah. nice being around him, he mm. then comes home and says, why haven't I got a brother or a sister? And that kills you. It literally kills you inside because you're like, oh, I can give you anything you want as my son, anything that money, I can give you that. But I, this is the one thing I actually can't give you. Yeah. Mm. So we both felt really guilty and as time was flying by, you know, it's getting a lot worse and putting a bit of pressure on our relationship and stuff as well. So then we spoke and went to the fertility king again, but this time more, we didn't have IVF. Not because yeah. there was anything wrong, but more probably because of impatience. And then because of the added stress of impatience, nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. So we went through that process and I had this thing in my head when we first signed up to do it. And once again, got to go have a wank on a maybe first. That, that was all your idea, wasn't it? Got to get him in. Money well spent. Uh, <laughs> Let's just make a play so you can just that do it. was it really expensive wank? <laughs> really expensive. <laughs> really expensive. And I had this thing in my head that once you do the first bit, it's just it, done. In a month's yeah. time, you're going to have a baby. And it wasn't that. There was this whole thing of Becky had to take all these hormone injections mm. and then you had to get your hormone levels right because at one stage her hormones were too high, then they were too low. So that whole process of getting anywhere near where she needs to be before we could have an embryo transfer was months. Yeah. And then she finally fell pregnant with IVF and then we had one thing at seven weeks where she had a bleed and I can't remember what it was called, but we went to have it checked and it was everything was fine. The baby was fine, but there was, I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head. But they said everything was fine. And then it all cleared up and it was fine. Then about a week and a half later, it happened again. And then we went in for a scan thinking that it was all going to be fine. Mm. But it wasn't, as she had a miscarriage. And that was probably the hardest thing, I think, that we've had to deal with in our relationship because it's a disappointment of, mm. your, of yourselves because you, we got really excited about telling mm. our families at Christmas. We had these little cards made that unfortunately came the next day. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, it was that. And obviously then you had the disappointment again with Parker. But we hadn't told Parker this on, on, that, on that one. Then it was obviously the process where Becky had to go to hospital on her own and yeah. and let it come out and I couldn't be there for her. We wanted to keep things as normal for Parker as possible. So we decided the best way of doing that was me to just spend the day with Parker and Becky to be there. So then after that, it wasn't like you just had eight and a half weeks where you'd had a miscarriage. It was six months of hope, hope injections and trying to get everything in the right place for you so you could actually start the journey mm. and then we started the journey and then obviously it didn't happen so well, you then, see all your future together don't mm. you well you just start envisioning everything yeah, it's like fantasizing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you, then, that baby would have been due in july so then we were going to cancel the wedding mm. and we, like i said we had things printed off to surprise everyone with the family and you already started envisioning what park would be like as a brother mm. um so then i said to becky let's just because the we, it's really weird because we, we'd phoned up on that day before she had the bleed and said, can we cancel the wedding? Can we push it back another year? Yeah. <clears throat> and then obviously that evening's when it happened. So then I said to her, when obviously that, that will happen, I said, listen, let's take a break from this because it's been six months. Mm -hmm. It's been really hard on you. So let's actually just look forward to the wedding. Let's have the wedding and mm -hmm. revisit this afterwards because it's actually taken centre stage of everything in our lives. And yeah. there's so much good in our lives that we weren't focusing on. And we were just putting so much emphasis on having another baby that it just become really unenjoyable. Yeah. And the joy from having another baby actually wasn't joy. It yeah. was actually quite a burden mm. and really upsetting. So we got married, obviously. It was really nice. <laughs> do, do, you also it was very think, do you also think having the wedding made people ask less? Because we all know that as soon as you're in a, in a relationship, if you get married or whatever, people are asking you straight away. Then when you have one, they're asking straight When's away the when you get another one. Yeah, they ask you actually, literally to hold your newborn, newborn baby. Yeah. yeah. Get another one. Yeah. Yeah. We're still bleeding down there. <laughs> I know, I know this one, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think once we said we we're having the wedding, nobody asked about kids anymore. Yeah, yeah. Even <clears throat> it, within family that knew yeah. that what happened, no one asked. Everyone was just very excited yeah. for the wedding. And then after the wedding, we tried one more time, but without any medication, and it didn't work at mm. all. Didn't work. And then obviously this time, the third time, it's worked. And she's she'll be sixteen weeks when this goes out. So, and it's been nice because now this time. Everything sort of felt different. Mm. It's felt a lot more relaxed. It sort of feels like we got to sort of recharge and re-prepare ourselves for... It's not even a journey, it's a battle. That's yeah. the thing. That's the difference it is because there's so many curveballs that you don't see and, mm. and it's really hard. And I feel like even when you fall pregnant naturally, every single week feels like it takes ages. And you, yeah. everyone, everyone always says, when you see someone who's pregnant, I feel like they've been pregnant for ages. <laughs> but when you're actually the person who's pregnant or the yeah. partner of the person who's pregnant, it feels like ages. Mm -hmm. So with the IVF journey as well, it's felt like it's been so long to yeah. get to when you want to be at 12 weeks for your chance of, you know, if, um, miscarriage or anything going mm. wrong drops significantly. Yeah. So, and because everything sort of felt this different this time, that's why we were a lot more confident in taking Parker to the scans. And mm. when he heard the baby's heartbeat, he got really no. excited and he yeah, saw it on the screen. And it was one of those moments where it made everything that's sort of, sort of happened in the last year and, yeah, the journey and, and the disappointments really worth it. And I feel like when the next baby comes, even though... It's been hard. I feel like we'll appreciate that baby so much more yeah. just because of how hard it is, how hard it's been and how much we've been through to make it happen. Yeah. So, and it's cost a lot of money. This, <laughs> this baby better be like prime minister or something. <laughs> it does blow my mind, though, that Becky's miscarriage and my miscarriage were on the same day but nine years apart. Yep. That Crazy. blows my mind. Yeah. I think as guys, we underestimate we see it and we mm. support it when women go through pregnancy and at the end it's all jubilation because everybody's happy. But I feel like as guys, we don't actually see how hard it is when a woman has a miscarriage because yeah. I saw Becky broken. And I think that's the only time in our relationship where I haven't been able to lift her, whether it be, you know, as we've seen, I'm, I'm quite funny now and again. Um, really? but <laughs> not seen it. <laughs> got the last 10 minutes. I should, you, should, you should watch the show, Mum. Um, <laughs> Fun Fletcher made it. <laughs> APM ITVB Sundays. But yeah, I felt like I couldn't lift her out of that. Yeah. And that was really hard. And I think as men, we don't actually realise the time it takes on your body, mm. but more importantly, your emotions and how much, even though we feel disappointment, I'm mm. at times that by a million. Yeah. Because your body's gearing up to do something that's the most magical yeah. thing that, you know, we have in life. And then all of a sudden you don't have that. Yeah. It doesn't just stop though, does it? Your body's still not right for ages. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Anyway, should we like the line the line? <laughs> Let's talk about actually having our kids, shall yeah. we? Um, I, I, he went, Danny, he went. <laughs> Did you fill it back with a joke? Yeah. <laughs> Channel <of> style. <laughs> um, I can remember George going into labour because oh uh, we'd just gone to Dad's and eaten loads of food and George had a tummy ache and I can remember hearing her come down the stairs at like... 11 o'clock at night, and I followed her down, and I was like, Georgie, you all right? She was like, yeah, I'm just having a really bad period pain. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I think that's a 
a contraction, and we should probably call the hospital because <laughs> you booked in for a C-section section in like a week. Yeah, I didn't realise, and I kept saying to you, oh, my back really hurts. I keep getting these sharp pains. But you couldn't you breathe. Like, Have you your overnight bag yet? I was 37 yeah. plus three, whatever it was yeah. at that time. I remember going back to bed for a little bit, and then I phoned the hospital, and my waters are broken, do you remember? Mm. I didn't realise that I had a little bit of dribble. I, I, thought, I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like the movies. Like, they were want a drink or anything. <laughs> Lemoncello? Yeah. But I didn't have Miss that. I, I remember getting out of bed that morning and being like, oh, I just wet myself a bit. And then kind of... <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind Took of, her back <laughs> to the old days when she was getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just like glazed over it. And yeah. then when I phoned the midwife to say I'm having these contractions, this this part, and then she's like, have your water broken at all? And I was like, oh, yeah, this morning, I weed myself a bit more. And she's like, you need to come to hospital right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was going, Bradley's going, she'll have a shower. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it was nighttime. Get in the car, chickpea. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah, I remember us going there and we had to park. Do you remember mm-hmm. across the road? And I had to keep stopping every now and then for contractions. And even though I knew I was having a C-section, weirdly, two babies. Obviously, I tried to do V-back with Dylan, but ended up having a C-section. Mm. But with Summer Ray, because I'd done all my hypnobirthing and I was so relaxed, do you remember I just laughed the whole time? It was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. It was like being in a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, people next to us must have been like, what is going on in there? Lee was pretending to be a surgeon. Do you remember he kept pretending <laughs> to like, bring me back to life? I was just laughing the whole time. I had no painkillers. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah. And she kept coming in. So she, like, we know you had to have a C-section, but there's a, an emergency at the moment. And so the fact that you're fine, we won't open up an, another theatre. We'll just like ride the wave. Yeah. And you kept looking at the chart saying, George, you're, you're really, your contractions are really close together. Yeah. And then they were like, you're eight centimetres. Like, we need to get you down to theatre. I was like, oh, my God. Like, was Summer Rae stuck in your um, yeah. ribcage? So because she was breached, I knew yeah. I was going to have a C-section. And they wanted to do that, I can't remember what it's called, EV something, where they, from the outside, mm. try... Oh, manipulate. Yeah, try and, like, yeah. flip her around. It's quite painful, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. and it's quite distressing for the baby, and the success rate is like they can turn back 50, yeah, 40% or something ridiculous like that. And I'm so glad I said no because Especially if her head was up there. Yeah, like. when they did the C section, I had to call another surgeon in because her head was stuck onto my ribs. So when they, they had to put pressure on one side of my ribs, and she literally popped when her head came out. <laughs> so imagine if they tried to turn her from the outside yeah. and decapitated her or something. Mm. So I definitely feel like she was supposed to. Be like, I'm glad I did C section. And it's funny because she obviously was like two and a half weeks early. Lee's mum said to me, What's nice is that even though you were having a C section, she came on the day she wanted to come. No. I was like, Oh, yeah. At the time, I was like, Oh, she was, she's really early. Yeah. Yeah, but ironically, with Dylan, I was trying to do V back and I was contracting all the same. My waters really broke with him and I didn't dilate. So I tried to do it naturally for like 48 hours and then end up having a C section. I literally didn't go past like three centimeters. But with Summer Rae, I had gone all yeah, the way. Yeah. So obviously you weren't there, and Lee wasn't making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Lee was actually asleep the whole time. He used all his banner on, the, on, on Summer Rae. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I've got to say, I can remember, so I was in the Himalayas at the time with Copperfield. Oh, yeah. We were on a trek, and I was having a really difficult day, and Signal was, like, in and out, and I can remember getting to the top of this mountain and a text coming through to say that you'd given birth and just bawling my eyes out and just be like, it's yeah. here. Because I do think there's that thing, actually, when, you know, the more that you are invested in birth, the more birth stories you hear, you realise that it's a fucking miracle yeah. when a child is born and Did they are Yes, this will now have a <coughs> e, uh, little thing next to the. Oh, it won't beep. Be, it won't beep. <laughs> if we just put a little e, so that people know that there might be a little bit of mix. Um, right, like, I, said, I said wank. Come on, we're already there. Twice, twice. I said it once, and I said it again to say. We just want to see her and swear, just because yeah. we can. We're such kids. <laughs> but there is that thing, isn't it? So I think when you do hear of a baby being born mm. and it's someone that you love, you just literally just like this is a miracle. Yeah, yeah. I remember going out for dinner when you were in labour with Buzz mm-hmm. and I literally had my phone there just like looking and then when I got the picture through I was crying my eyes out <laughs> and they had to tell the waiters what was going on because they were like this time we just had an argument I was like oh my god Mario what was Becky's labour like with Parker Jacks I was alright <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> Yeah, I remember it. I was sleeping. Oh, it's good that you remember it. <laughs> yeah. Good start. Yeah. It's a good start. It's really good. Um, so I was sleeping in a spare room because Becky was continuously snoring. Time, sorry, Becky. The world deserves to know. Uh, <laughs> should I unload the dishwasher this morning? Um, 
So, yeah, she came in and was like, are you ready to be a daddy? Daddy. God. I said it once, but it's still on the TV show. You said it so many times. Daddy loves There's like a whole five minute reel of you saying it. Um, Yeah, so then we were downstairs and she was doing her hypnobirthing breathing. And I was on the phone to the hospital and they were like, yep, right, bring her in. And that was fine. And then, yeah, Becky suffered a lot with the pain. A lot. So I remember they gave her morphine in her leg. And she was like, oh, that's amazing. Then like five minutes yeah. later, she was like, Mario, come here. I was like, what's wrong? She was like, see if you can get me another one. <laughs> the woman was like, I said, she gets, she gets some more morphine. The woman was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Just had it five minutes ago. She's like, Just see if you can give me a half. <laughs> I was like, no, absolutely not. I was just at the like. It's the the guy thing that when you go in to labour, you see it then, you're like. Got to see what that's like. So good. I think the labour. Were Sandy, were Becky's mum and our mum there at the time? So I called our mum just to say, look, we're in labour, can you go to the house more just to look after the dogs and make sure everything was okay when we came home? I was about to say, obviously, Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then yeah, I called Sandy because at one stage I'm sitting there. Becky's literally got me by the scruff of the neck. Like you did this to me. Yeah, uh, we're trying to go through the hit the birth and stuff like surge back up. <laughs> fine. It's just a surge, Becky. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. Right away. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> I can feel her pain. Um, she's strangling me. And then Sandy, Becky's mum, was behind her, giving her a massage. And then yeah, so I'd phone mum thinking that mum would be at my house. All of a sudden, knock on the door, yeah. mum comes in. Now it's a party. Um, so mum's sat there getting drinks, talk about her day. So but mum's actually really helpful, both of them. I was actually, it's really funny. I had this thing in my head. I think it's just something that you, when you pick up on shows and yeah. you watch things, you're like, this is my room. Mm-mm. You're out there. I'm in here. This is my baby. This is your man. Well, thing. it's also a bit of <clears throat> birthing as well, you know, to make your space. It's your, you yeah, know, it's, it's... yeah, but actually, if mum and Sandy weren't there, I don't know if I would have actually been able to do everything mm. that would needed to be done. But it was funny because I remember Becky wanted a water birth and I think it was like 21 hour labour but at the end she was in the pool. I swear there must have been no other births that night because every single midwife <laughs> from the ward was in there like they sold tickets. Um, Parker was like half in half out at the water and the midwife went to me, oh do you want to pull him out? The water was grim. Like, 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 very grim. Did you have clothes on? There's a little fishing net for that. Oh, no, 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 we were past that. It's oh, just yeah. like, literally... All the gunk. Everything. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that was out. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to throw back under the bus. Um, <laughs> it happens. Did you, did you take your trunk so you could get in? No. <laughs> some men do. Some, some men, do. men get naked in there. Those men Tom. Are was that that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, she knows about Tom. <laughs> she knows about Tom. <laughs> no, he's so firmly outside. <laughs> that's, that's when they come out of five colours in her head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we didn't find out what he was going to be. Um, it was a surprise. And so when we when I pulled Parker out, probably the only way of putting it, and then the midwife said, like, I'll put him straight on Becky so he can feel her warmth. Mm. And then Becky's like, well, What is it? I was just so convinced it was going to be a girl as karma for years of me being a um... player. Finish that sentence. <laughs> George, you did. Uh, I was a bit, a bit softer than that, but. <laughs> Wrongly guided by my sisters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I was so surprised. I just, yeah. And then I remember about the skin on skin. So I did skin on skin afterwards, and Parker's first thing he did was wee on me. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe really that was relaxed. the karma. Maybe. Yeah. That, that was all right. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> that is it. Can you... Smite me or my one. <laughs> can you both remember how you felt holding your little one for the first time? I don't know, Joanna. I was off my tits. C-section. <laughs> I was on morphine as well. And I kept every time... I remember Harriet messaged me saying, make sure you take painkillers every four hours. Otherwise, you're going to wake up feeling like you've been hit by a bus. Yeah. Like a C-section is the worst thing ever. So any time I heard the trolley, I'd literally drag myself out of bed <laughs> and leave the curse. <laughs> like, hiya, hiya. And I was like, can I have some of that stuff in my mouth again? She's like, it's really bad. <laughs> It's the morphine. <laughs> oh, what's going on? What is going on? I was like, I'm going to have some of the morphine. And she was like, how many have you had? So I was like, mm, one. 
And she was like, oh, I'll give you one more, but you're not supposed to, you're only supposed to have, oh, but we have to learn the second time, you're only allowed it once. Right. She just lost her job. And I literally. Sorry, Maureen. <laughs> at one point, I couldn't remember what my name was. And I remember Dad coming to visit me, and he was asking me, I hit this like he just waited for me to take, take the medication and then go, Georgie, so what'd you have for lunch? I'm like, at one point it was really weird I was like hallucinating I remember looking over at their little bassinet thing yeah. that's obviously clear isn't it and I felt I thought I saw her pressed up against it so I jumped out of bed obviously she had a c-section and she's, she's just nice bundled up asleep I was like oh my god I literally just like ripped my stitches to like check yeah, but, yeah, but it was like overdosed on painkillers. So, yeah, I didn't really feel much for ages. Didn't someone ask you what you'd had and you told them that you'd had a boy? Oh, yeah, she came in. She was like, oh, oh what did you have? I said, oh, a little boy. <laughs> and what did, you, what did you call him? I was like, oh, Summer Ray. So it's, it's a girl. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you have, can we take out our next night out? With some lemon chiller, that sounds like a really good night. To be night. fair, they give, they give me some of it to take home. Is <laughs> but no, but once I was in the room, I knew what was going yeah. on. It's amazing. It's so weird when I remember her being on me and then you're just there thinking, oh, my God, it's so weird that you've now, there's someone else like in your life. Yeah. And I remember us going back to yours. Uh, in the morning, like, somebody's asleep and says, Lee. And it's so weird. Mm. Like there's someone else there. Like you're here, here. You're like, the fuck's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got a baby. But it's amazing, isn't it? Mary, how did you feel? Well, mum wasn't as dangerous as that. You weren't off your tits. I was, unfortunately, I was off my tits. It's an idea it. for next time. That's, that's the one bonus of having the baby. Yeah. <laughs> you get all the drugs. Well, Becky, we're in this together. Give me some. Um, yeah, I just, like I said, we, we did skin on skin. But it was amazing. I remember... Yeah, it's like Georgie said, it's, there's, there, all of a sudden there's an extra person that you're responsible for. Mm. I think as dads, we... I think it's a lot harder for us to connect with the baby at mm. the start. Well, there's a big pressure, I think, on that bond, on that initial bond. of like I think it's a big picture-perfect movie moment. You meet your, you meet your baby and life is complete mm. and there's the endless love and whatever else. But actually, it wasn't. That. It's a, it's a stranger that's suddenly in your arm. There might have been inside you for a woman. For there's not necessarily a connect. No, that, that it doesn't connect. You can't. Your brain can't connect the dots straight away. No, and I think where you know Becky had Parker inside of her, growing him for nine months, you automatically have that connection and that bond. Yeah, a lot more than what I would have had. So even though it was amazing when he was first there, I felt really left out because mm. I was a bit like. Kind of feel like you two have kind of been together now. He's, Especially he's here. breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even that, I tried, but. <laughs> <laughs> they nipples again. <laughs> Gotta get him in. Um, didn't go for it. But no, it, there's so many things you do feel left out as a man. Mm, but yeah. and loads of people said to me, like loads of guys, and they were like, oh, you won't have that connection. Really? When you first, when you first, you won't have that connection. Wait, wait till like six months when they start giving you something back, then, then you'll feel it. Mm. I didn't know what they were talking about because as soon as I held Parker, I did have that connection. Yeah, yeah, I felt left out on stuff like breastfeeding and the fact that for nine months... You, you, know, you miss Becky's boobs. Always <laughs> <laughs> left out. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what they were talking about because I, I instantly had that. Yeah. This whole thing of like a new thing of purpose and a whole new like drive and just... You kind of feel... Not complete, but you... I don't know. It's, it's like those things in life where you actually, it's just words don't describe it it's like a accomplishment it's isn't like, it? kind of like that yeah yeah I feel like it, I don't know I don't know how to put it because until you've been in that scenario I guess it's, it's, it's a really hard thing to word I just had this euphoric feeling mm. that you know he's finally here yeah diving into parenthood mm -hmm. has it been what you thought it would be better oh and up and down really actually <laughs> Some moments are better than I imagined. Yeah. And then I'm definitely testing my patience. I would say I'm quite an impatient person. But having children, sometimes I think, oh, you're really patient then. And the next day I'm like, oh, where's my patience gone? Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and also, I wonder if that's because after years of doing it, you suddenly you realise that actually if you act impatiently yeah. with your child... Yeah, it doesn't work. Nothing works. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you've got to give yeah. it that patience yeah. if because you want to If you can take on. yourself out of the situation... Mm. Which is easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. And also, rash. we're half Essex, half Italian. Do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> and a whole I mean, that's a whole lot of fire right there. Yeah, yeah. right. Very passionate. So, yeah, sometimes it's just... I think it's all about what's going on in your life at that time as well. Yeah. Is this, you've just seen an email you need to respond to, but you can't at that moment. It plays in your mind, doesn't it? Mm. Trying to separate the two. Yeah. Has it been what you thought it would be, Mo? It's as rewarding as I thought it would be. Mm. It's a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. 
like Georgie said, patience is a key one. I think when you're trying to tackle the other obstacles of life, like work and stuff, mm. but you're also trying to look after a child, the two just do not go hand in hand. No. And I've, if I'm on a, if I'm on a call, for instance, and I'm trying to work, for some reason, Parker, who's been quiet for the last hour, yeah, that's what doing. wants to be really noisy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more challenging. I'd say um, on the rewarding side, I feel like when someone compliments your child, mm. not on what they look like, on their character, Mm. that's the biggest compliment someone can actually give you, Mm -hmm. not about yourself or anything. When someone compliments your child on the way if they're compassionate or if they're kind or anything like that, it's actually the nicest thing because it's actually, even though you know you're doing your best as a parent and as everyone is, it's the nicest compliment because you know you're actually doing a good job. I've never really believed in the the thing of a good parent because I believe that parents actually, there's no such thing as a good parent. As soon as you decide to be a parent... Everything you do, going above and beyond, providing mm. everything like that, giving them your time, is actually what you should do. That's what you signed up for. That's what being a parent is. Mm. I think it's full of much more doubt than I initially thought it would be. Like mm. the amount of times I've put the kids to bed and just been like, oh, I should have done this differently. Maybe I didn't do that right. Or, yeah, guilt, doubt. This isn't all of the it. Guilt, I'd say guilt is a big one. Yeah, but I'd say a lot of things, though, in the moment, we take it worse than what the children do. Yeah. I remember once I snapped at some array. And then I sat her down and was like, Mum didn't mean to snap. I thought, I'm going to explain exactly what was going on. Yeah. I talked to her for like five minutes. I was holding her hands. And then she just sits in and went, can I have an orange? I was like, she, she, she really didn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made me feel better, but she didn't. But don't you think that's really good? It's like being able to say sorry to your kids. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, I know. I think like, you need to acknowledge your behaviour. Like yeah. if I'm telling her, you know, you shouldn't have done that to Dylan. Yeah. Then I need to accept when I'm maybe not on my best yeah, like yeah. That, I think sorry with my kids. Yeah, it's just that I can pull my teeth out and ask you to say sorry for half an hour, an hour. Yeah, it means unless you mean nothing. it. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. If you so haven't I'd got rather... accountability as well. Yeah, yeah. they have you to, to feel it. it. So I feel like actually, rather than me doing that, I'd rather say sorry for when I do things, you know, in in a wrong way or you know, in a way that I could have acted better. Mm. Uh, maybe that's better modelling than just standing over them for half an hour and going, "You're not doing anything until you say sorry." Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Someone and Dylan had an argument the other day, and someone they go to is always, you're not coming to my birthday party. No. And Dylan went, you already had your party. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great comeback. And I was there. <laughs> I offered all your present. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. Didn't realise uh, Dylan like... was Jamaican. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if you could write a letter on being a mum or a dad, who would it be to and what would you say? I think I'd write a letter to my kids mm-hmm. to saying if one day you are a parent, it will all make sense. <laughs> Could mummy, you behavior? you'll understand. You deserve it. Because I, I, I have learnt loads Why now. mummy drinks? <laughs> <laughs> Part yeah, five. Why mummy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why you can't share mummy's drinks after all? Um, yeah, because I look back now and I think, oh, that's why mummy used to get really annoyed about that. You know, that's yeah. the little things. And I think until you become a parent, you don't realise those little things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why things happened. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think that's the thing as well. I think being parents ourselves, I've learned a lot more about mum and dad and what, how much they did yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, being a parent, how hard it actually yeah, is. Yeah, and decisions everything. we have to make that they had to make. Yeah, and they're life changing yeah. decisions as well, like things like schools, all that sort of stuff. Mm. It's just such a big decision. It doesn't, you know, it's hard. Yeah. So I respect them for that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary, your letter? Probably to Becky. Because I think like, there's stuff that, as men, we probably don't... I know for myself, actually, sort of as men, that I don't say to her enough about how good of a parent she is and how much our house wouldn't tick the way in which it does without her. Mm. So I probably write a letter to her, probably thanking her and just saying things that maybe I should say a bit more. I haven't tell her tonight. We'll probably be drunk, won't we? Becky, <laughs> <laughs> okay, got something to tell you. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm amazing. We'll leave your voice there. Meeting yeah. Becky completely changed your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It changed who you are as a person and, like, it brought out the best of you. Mm-hmm. you no, know, mm. Becky herself and then becoming it a It sounds dad. like a cliche, but it's true. It does. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Cliches are cliches because they're... Cliches. Yeah. <laughs> There's a quote. <laughs> you finished it, guys. I did not say cliches. I did not say that. That's the caption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do you put me? 
Finish. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just love Bucky. It's all yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, and I would like you to finish these three sentences, okay? Georgie, being a mum means... Never weeing alone. Nice. Mario, being a dad means... You can say that really heartfelt now. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> actually not. Well, to a boy, it's, it means winding up Becky as much as possible. <laughs> I love it. I've got someone who does this thing called bum in the face. <laughs> That's the best as bum in the face. And I'm all for it. It doesn't do it to me. I'm like, no, Daddy, should you do bum in the face? I'm like... <laughs> oh, lucky Becky. <laughs> so what does what dad being, being a dad mean to me? Bum in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Summarised. Nice. Um, since having children, I... I haven't slept. Yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> so tired. Uh, drunk loads. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lacking sleep, but lots of drink. Lacking sleep. Uh, and I'm happy when the kids are laughing together. Mm. I love it when Lee and I are kind of there, but not in their situation, and they're chatting together and having to laugh about something. I love it. Mm. We made the two little humans, and the other text already said, "Dylan's my bestie." I said, "One day you'll be able to go to the cinema and stuff with Dylan." She went, look, like boyfriend and girlfriend. That's funny. I'm happy when? I'm happy when Parker's happy. It's that simple. Like, for me now, with obviously another baby on the way, everything that George has just described and everything I see with your boys and with each other, I can't wait for Parker to have that. Mm. So I'm happy when is now. I know I've got that to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Obviously, we've become parents, mm -hmm. but mum and dad have become grandparents, and that's a very different role. Mm. I spoke to dad about the fact that when the, our kids are there, they can jump on the sofa, something that we yeah, weren't allowed to do. Yeah, God. But seeing dad come alive in a different way in a park and becoming, like, almost becoming kids themselves, mm -hmm. it's a very... It, for me, I think it's a very interesting transition to no longer be... Well, to still be the parent, but actually, above that, you're a grandparent. It's a very different role. I think as parents, you, you want to be fun, but at the same time, you have to set boundaries as their parents. Mm -hmm. you, that's your role. Unfortunately, you can't always be the fun, good cop. You have yeah. to be the bad cop. That's just part of the role. Whereas grandparents don't have to do that. Yeah. They can be the fun. Yeah. And they've earned that right because mm. they've gone through the process of doing what we're doing now where we have to be good and bad. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you. Uh, you finally made it on to happen with my baby podcast. How was it? I was going to say sorry to your listeners that this didn't happen sooner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But some things are just worth the wait. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not out for next month. We're only joking. Yeah, we're only joking. <clears throat> thank you for having us, Jonah. That's okay. And thanks for the book. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go have lunch and, and figure out what podcast we can do together. Come Yay! on. Cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>